Hello, everybody, and a pleasant good afternoon to you wherever you may be, however you may be listening. This is indeed the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Tuff Street from radio streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app, globally on WMFO.org, also on demand, as always, on iHeartRadio. Thank you for making this show part of your afternoon. Usually we are airing from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Wednesday, but because of some extenuating circumstances from the day before, the show was pushed back to later in the day. But nonetheless, very happy and thrilled to be back here with you for the first time in a few weeks. And for a lot of you at the station who may or may not know what has been going on and why I had been away for quite a while. In fact, I had been gone for three weeks. Three weeks is how long I had been gone from the airwaves for 91.5 FM WMFO. And as I've been doing with my podcast, my radio shows with other stations and networks, I'm going to also take the time to explain to you what's been going on. And as always, you can call in and leave a voice message at 855-915-WMFO, 855-915-9636. So the week that I did my last radio show, I had been dealing with um, with a situation uh, with my family in which that my uncle, Marie Samuels, was on a ventilator. And he sadly passed away. On Sunday, March 14th. It had been a very difficult couple of weeks. And I needed to take that time away to grieve. And in, and in some ways, I'm still grieving. You know, although I, although I have better days than others. I have days where I feel like I'm good. I feel okay. And then I have moments where I just don't feel okay. But that's part of the process, and I understand that. And the thing that I've learned is that you have to be patient with yourself. So one thing that I am happy to be doing again is talking sports with you on the radio. And that as part of my healing process, I needed to get back to doing what I love and getting back to doing what I am most passionate about. Because that's what it's all about. And... And I'm sure that 100% my uncle would have wanted me to get back to doing radio, getting back to to doing my radio shows again, my doing my podcast, and being busy again. Because that's what it's all about. Life is about continuing to move forward despite despite difficult circumstances and difficult life events that take place that'll challenge us all, test us all. But the key is is to discover how strong you really are in that process. So today, I'm here to return back to do what I love for the station that gave me my first opportunity in radio nearly two years ago now. Crazy to say, right? In fact, this July 6th will be the two-year anniversary of the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Crazy how time flies, right? <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Um, but nonetheless, I just also want to say thank you to all of those who have um, who, who have offered condolences and well wishes throughout throughout this entire process and throughout this entire journey. Um, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support immensely. 
In fact, there were times where I was frankly overwhelmed, but in a good way. I was overwhelmed with the love and support that I received on social media. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to all of you for that. As it has been well received, I have noticed, I have acknowledged. Although um, although I do admit that I did, I did not respond to everyone that um, that I usually would. However, I made sure that I acknowledge it one way or the other. And that, to me, was the most important. And now, turning to page to sports. Whew, last night, what a game, right? <laughs> Between the Bruins and the Devils. Let me start out by saying this. The fact that the Devils have owned the Bruins this season, winning five of the last six games prior to last night's game. It, it blew my mind how the Bruins have not struggled against a team like the Philadelphia Flyers, yet the New Jersey Devils have given them fits. <laughs> Part of a strange 2021 season, huh? <laughs> I'd say so. Now, with that being said, one of the things that I took away from last night's game was this. This team, for the first time, I really have noticed how the young pieces that the Bruins have been relying on to step up, they have struggled. They've been struggling. And last night, they definitely struggled at times. In fact, Jeremy Lauzon was solely responsible for the first and the fourth goals that the Devils had scored were costly turnovers. I'm not here to bash on the kid at all because, frankly, he's going through a learning curve right now. And I think it's imperative that as fans, and especially for the Bruins organization, to remain patient. Be patient in this process. But I also do know this as well. I do know that the Bruins, when they needed to lean on their strong core, their veteran core, they were able to do exactly that. Lean on their veteran core. We're talking about guys like Krejci, Bergeron, Marshawn. Coyle, Pasternak, those guys came up huge. And also, shout out to Nick Ritchie as well. Those guys were huge last night. And and then in a moment where it looked like things were not going to go the Bruins' way, and for a while it certainly did, the veteran corps was able to pull this team together and mount a comeback in the third period to the tie the game in overtime and as well as send the game into a shootout where Charlie Coyle and as well as David Pasternak took it away. And that's what they were able to do. My takeaways from last night's game were this. Last night, we saw yet again why the Bruins need massive help from that secondary scoring. They got it last night. But the question is moving forward. Are they going to be able to get it consistently? But. Before I even get further deeper into that point. Let's start with. The blue line. The blue line has been an absolute struggle. Up until this point. Without Kevin Miller. The rugged defenseman and veteran. Who is still out with injury right now. The Bruins have had to lean a lot on Charlie McAvoy and as well as Matt Grizzly to lead this blue line, which is young, inexperienced, with the exception of Brandon Carlo, 
But by and large, but it is very young and inexperienced, and they still have a lot of learning to do at the NHL level, given that they have spent a lot of time down in Providence in the AHL. I think you could say that this you can add to Don Sweeney's list of areas needing to be addressed, bolstering this blue line. And I know for a while now that Matthias Eckholm of the Nashville Predators is a name that had been swirling around in the NHL trade deadline rumors. Keep in mind that the NHL trade deadline is April 12th. But for the Boston Bruins, for a guy like him, for example, would they be willing to sacrifice assets to get one of the better defensemen in the league? And Nashville has long had one of the best deep defensive cores in the NHL in terms of the blue line. Ryan Ellis, Matthias Elkholm, and even Roman Yossi, for example. And Matthias Elkholm, if the Bruins could go out and make a move and add him, that would be huge to bolster the blue line. But the blue line I saw last night was an absolute big concern moving forward, especially in a division where I think you need a solid blue line in order to contend because let's face it, although the New York Rangers, they are five points out of a playoff spot right now, but this is a team that is currently on the rise in the East. Also, the Flyers, don't sleep on them as well. Pittsburgh, don't sleep on them as well. And I do believe that Washington right now is the class of the division. And frankly, the Bruins' blue line is not well-equipped to handle the offensive pressure and onslaught that Washington Capitals possess. That's just being honest. Now, last night's game, we did see better defending in the third period from the Boston Bruins, which was a positive. Now, back to what I was saying about the secondary scoring. One of the things that I really liked from last night's comeback was Brad Marchand executing a WWE absolute flip down, takedown of one of the New Jersey Devils players in which I saw and I was like, oh, okay, someone get the WWE over here. Marshak could, could, you know, play a role during the offseason. It was, it was a moment where it was just, oh, wow. <laughs> Man, listen, when I saw that, I was like, listen, this has got to serve as some sort of a spark. And sure enough, it actually did. It served as a spark as the Bruins, they were able to find a way to get the job done and get, get the game tied. And give I gotta give credit to Charlie Coyle, but David Krejci was absolutely visible on the ice in the third period. With assists left and right, Charlie Coyle, and then as well as the game tying goal that was scored by Matt Grizzlick. You talk about Krejci being so important to this team, and we know that Krejci is going to be a free agent at the end of this season. But the fact of the matter is, Krejci has been one of the better cinnamon in the league for for quite some time not at the level of patrice bergeron obviously but krejci has been one of the underappreciated players that the Bruins have had within the last 10 to 15 years dare i say 
I don't think we oftentimes appreciate how good David Krejci is and can be. But last night you saw Krejci's presence on the ice during that third period comeback. And, and during the shootout, Bruins have never looked so good. Charlie Coyle, man oh man. At times, I have wondered where has the offense gone for Charlie Coyle. This was the man that the Bruins had extended last season to a multi-year contract extension, to a six-year contract deal, and you need him to produce offensively. And last night, he came through big, scoring the first goal for the Boston Bruins in the shootout. I was wondering if Halak would be able to continue to stand on his head as he did during that third period and as well as an overtime in the shootout, and he did. Thankfully, here came David Pasternak, scoring the second goal to wrap things up for the Boston Bruins. And and I thought it was an important win for the Boston Bruins last night, considering that right now they need to start stringing together wins here. They have been struggling. There's no two ways about it. They have not been playing well. And last night's game was so important in terms of the confidence and as well as the psyche for the Boston Bruins when you talk about how this team was going to be able to handle being able to find their game again. Because there have been times where the offense has absolutely disappeared. Make make no two ways about it. But also, and even more importantly, this Bruins team, they have how many games left? 20, they're going to be playing, what, 27 games over the course of the next, what, 43 43 days? Yeah, so they have an important stretch of games that's going to be coming up, and they need to find their game again, get back to the level that they were playing at the beginning of the season when they started off 10-1-2. I think they can. And I think they will. However, Don Tweeney, I'm sure and I'm hoping that he realizes you got to make moves and you got to show some cojones. Especially the secondary scoring and the blue line, both areas in which that the Boston Bruins absolutely need. And if the Bruins are going to make another run, I will tell you this. They need to caress healthy because the goaltending duo of Yaroslav Halak and Dan Vladar it's not good enough right now and it definitely won't be good enough if Tuka Rask is not healthy come the playoffs and they have to rely on Yaroslav Halak and Dan Vladar I mean sure will we have to give give it more time to see how effective it could be sure but for a team that has aspirations of winning the Stanley Cup this that duo, it's not going to be good enough. But I am concerned for the health of Tuka Rask. I'm concerned how long that he is going to be out for. I am concerned also equally as much for how effective can he be down the stretch considering the Bruins having such a massive amount of games in such a short period of time. You need Tuka Rask back. You can't lean on Yaroslav Halak for too long because this is not a guy that you can run out there for four, five straight games at a time and have him perform at a high level. He's not that kind of goaltender anymore. He hasn't been for a while. 
great comeback win for the Bruins last night. Question marks for the team moving forward, but time will tell as to how Don Sweeney will address it moving forward. Coming up next, I have a story to share with you. And yes, it involves last night's Bruins game. I'm going to tell you exactly what that story is coming up next right here on the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. This is Shukri Wright. You're listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. If you have an encounter with police, MassCan wants you to know your rights. What you say to the police officer is always important. What you say can be used against you, and if you mouth off in any way, it can give them a reason to arrest you. Be respectful. If you're in a car, you must show your driver's license and registration, but in other situations, you cannot be legally arrested for refusing to identify yourself. You don't have to answer an officer's questions. Never consent to any search of yourself, your car, or your house. If you do consent to a search, it will affect your rights later in court. If the cops say they have a search warrant, ask to see it. You should always exercise your right to remain silent. You have the right to have an attorney present during any questioning. Don't interfere with or obstruct the police, because you can get arrested for that. Ask the officer if you're free to leave. Remember, you're a busy person with people to meet and perhaps a job to get to. At MassCan, we think that marijuana should be legal, taxed and regulated just like alcohol and cigarettes. But if you're under the influence of anything, leave the driving to somebody else. For more information, please visit our website at masscan.org. That's M-A-S-S-C-A-N-N dot O-R-G. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. 
A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford Tufts Freeform Radio. Streaming nationwide on the TuneIn Radio app, globally on WMFO.org. This show also on demand on iHeartRadio as well. Thank you for making this show part of your Wednesday afternoon. And as a reminder, all broadcasts of the Shukri Wright Show you can find on the Shukri Wright's podcast, which is on iHeartRadio and wherever else you get your podcast. Again, all broadcasts of the Shukri Wright Show, produced and hosted by me, yours truly, you can find on the Shukri Wright's podcast, which is available on iHeartRadio and wherever else you get your podcast for on-demand listening. Now, story time. I don't do this very often, but there are certain moments in life that requires a level of savoring if you will for me it was last night last night in an interesting twist of events i attended my first sporting event since the beginning of the pandemic and it was quite an experience but to give you the backdrop of the story it goes back to yesterday morning in which I was doing my radio show for a different station and I talked about how I was frustrated and very discouraged by the prices that I was seeing to go to brewing games at the garden. Very frustrated. So after I completed the show, I decided to text my buddy who is an ex Navy SEAL and say, hey, listen, um, are you going to tonight's game? And he was like, yeah. But long story short, he turned around and told me that he was um, going to the game by himself. And I was like, dude, I would not mind going to the game with you. He was like, yeah? Like, dude, you're, you're, you're more than welcome to come through. I was like, oh, man, hell yeah. Let's go. So I asked him, listen, how much for the tickets? I can just send you the money via Apple Pay. No big deal. He told me the price. I was like, all right, I'll send it to you right now. Boom. Done. By this point, I am fired up. I grabbed my new Patrice Bergeron authentic jersey that I had just gotten from the pro shop less than a week ago and said, you know, I'm going to rock this with my Patrice Bergeron shirt. 
and as well as my my snapback, and I'm ready to roll. And let me tell you something. I had never been more excited to go to a, to a game than I was last night in my life. I'm serious. It was just a regular season game, but to me, it was much more than that. I'm going to tell you why. I want to share with you all the details of, of this of this experience because it was an experience in its own right. So I decided to start the afternoon off by going to Leone's Pizza and Sub Spot in Somerville. By the way, shout out to Leone's in Somerville. For those listening in the greater Boston area and are familiar with the good spots to eat in Somerville, Leone's is one of them. It, they have some amazing Sicilian pizza, Sicilian sliced pizzas. Go there. I did yesterday, and I got myself four slices because I'm that much of a fat man in terms of food, being a foodie. Not putting out any negative um, negative vibes or negative connotations against myself, but I'm a foodie. I am I'm a big man, and listen, I had me some four Sicilian slices from Leone's in Somerville last yesterday, rather, and it was so good. It was so good. And shout out to the sports professor, Alan, who has come on this show plenty of times prior to the pandemic for putting me on this spot. And I'm happy to tell you that he's doing very well. He's doing he's doing well. He's alive and well. And I hope to have him back on this program very soon once we're able to return to having in-person programming again for, for community members. Now, in continuation with the story, I get to the garden. And by this point, I'm fired up. I'm pumped. Me and my buddy, we go to Greatest Bar. We pregame. I get me a Shirley Temple. He gets his usual choice of beverage. Cool. So now we go inside. And I notice that each section around the garden, there's different entry points. And when I tell you, I was so confused. I was like, huh? I was confused. Like you had to, based on where you were seated, you had to enter through this particular entrance. It's not like before where you go to a game or any event at the garden and you just enter through whichever interest you want to enter through. That's not the case anymore, at least for the time being. You have to enter through entrance A or entrance B or gate three or gate four or gate one or gate two. You get what I'm saying. So we find where we're supposed to enter through. We go through. And we enter through um, like the, the, the entryway that is adjacent to Tasty Burgers. For those who, who live in Boston or greater Boston who go, who go to games or events at the Garden know what I'm talking about. So we enter through that way. And when I tell you, we had a walk. By the way, our seats were in the, were, um, in the balcony seats. But that walk from ground level to the balcony... Let me tell you something, man, oh man, it was a walk, it was a walk, and the only respite there was during this process was the fact that he decided, my buddy decided to stop at loge level, grab himself a couple of drinks, and I was like, yeah, you do, you go ahead and do that, no, 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 dude, do you, do you want anything to drink, I'm like, dude, I'm not drinking, I'm not drinking at all. 
It's all good. I'm just going to get me a water. You got me a water. And I appreciate it. So we take the escalator from from the loge to the to the balcony. Cause by that point, our legs were on fire, and we decided that we're not going to take the stairs. We're going to just take the escalator. And I mentioned that we walk from ground level to to the balcony. I just want to make that correction that we walk from ground level to loge. And either way, for anyone who's ever walked those stairs up, no, that is a hike. So we walked from ground level to loge, stopped, picked up drinks, and took the escalator from loge level up to the balcony, the balcony level seats. That's the 300 level. So when we got up there, and I noticed just how everything is so different in terms of social distancing, in terms of just being able to know where you're going to go and pick up your food, mobile ordering. Oh, my God. Mobile ordering. Let me let me start there, please. Can the TD Garden actually make it easier for people to use mobile ordering? Because for a first-time visitor during the pandemic for a sporting event at the Garden, it was extremely frustrating and confusing. Because one would think that, okay, you go on the on the web page on your phone, you enter where you're seated, and what section, and what row, cool, should be easy, nope, for me, when I did that, it was like, click section, and it just gave me section one, two, three, four, I was like, uh, what, why is it giving me sections one through seven, and not my actual section, and it was just, listen, needless to say, I was frustrated, by the end of it all, I was super annoyed, and I was like, screw this, and then my buddy was like, dude, if you're trying to order from this from this and that spot, you can go up to, you can go up to the cashier, I'm like, oh, thank God, because I was about to lose my wits, I'm serious, I'm dead serious, and I was at a point where I said, you know what, I'm going to go online, I'm just going to go away in line, and I did not complain. What I once used to take it as, oh my God, this is a nuisance. Now I said, I enjoy it even more. I appreciate it even more. So I ordered my food and then we go to our seats. And it was an experience in its own right in which that I'll never forget. One of the things that I'll always remember is I walk into the building, into the arena, which, by the way, I also should add, this was the first time that I had been in the garden as a fan or as an employee since March 18th, 2020. That was the last time that I was in there under any circumstance, whether if I was a fan or as an employee. So it had been over a year. Since I had been inside that building. And let me tell you something. It never felt so good to be back in the garden. But the story doesn't end there. So we get to our seats and I notice something odd yet interesting. The seats are zip tied. 
the seats that you're not to be that you're not supposed to be sitting in, they're zip tied. And and I said, huh, what an interesting concept. Zip tied seats. So now what my buddy ended up doing was because the seats are small, for those who may or may not remember the seats at the garden, the seats are smaller, the black seats that is, in comparison to the old um, yellow seats, the black and yellow seats that used to be at the garden prior to the garden renovation, which was almost two years ago now, come this summer. So he decided to rip open the zip tie for one of the seats, move down and sit in that seat because we're big men. We're not tiny, petite men. We're big. And for us to sit together, it was like, don't get me wrong. I love the man dearly, but goodness grief. Talk about two big men, one who's six foot tall. That's me. The other being he is six foot four, tall with size. He's he's slim, but yet he's got he's he's got he's got bulk. So it's like, yeah, us sitting together, no, not happening. Not happening at all. But man, when I tell you that there was someone who was walking by enforcing the rule of keeping your mask on at all times with the exception if you're actively eating or drinking there was that guy there was that guy and let me tell you something it was surreal because although i was at a bruins game although i was at exporting event it was a reminder of the times that we're living in and if anything it was a reminder to me personally that hey bud you're not out of this just yet almost there but you're not out of it yet but one thing that i have to point out is this i thought it was absolutely cool that the boston pride were recognized last night and shout out to the boston pride by the way especially on the last day of women's history month in which that they were recognized at last night's game between the Devils and the Bruins for winning the the NWHL championship over Minnesota. And it was so awesome to see them at the game last night. And my buddy got a chance to take photos with them with the Isabel Cup, if I remember correctly. I believe that's what it's called. And I said, you know, women deserve to be celebrated for all of the accomplishments that they do whether if it's in sports or in life. And I thought that it was so awesome for them to be recognized and the, and the Bruin fans to warmly applaud them and congratulate them for winning the championship for in the NWHL for the first time since 2016. That was so dope. Lastly, to wrap up the story, I go in the restroom. Now, I, know, I normally don't, I don't share bathroom stories, but this one is worth... Uh, sharing for those who are planning to go to the garden at any point in the near future for a Bruins or Celtics game. Concerts are not a thing at the garden just yet, but I digress. So I went to the restroom and I could not believe what I saw. I don't know why am I, was I so surprised, but yet again, there was part of me that was just like, are you really serious? Wow. Okay. So I go into the men's restroom and there's like plastic glass partitions in between every single 
um, like bathroom stall there is a, for the men's urinal. And it was just like, wow. And then the sinks. <laughs> the sinks, they all had the same thing. Like the plastic glass partition to, to enforce whatever whatever that that is. I mean, I guess you want to practice social distancing, but I don't know how much of a difference is the glass or the plastic glass partitions is going to make. I don't know. <laughs> what, but what do I know? But with that being said, I noticed that last night and I was thinking to myself, I didn't want to say it out loud. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it's, I mean, this is what we've come to, but goodness grief. I mean, taking things a little bit um, over the edge, but what do I know? <laughs> so with that being said, the experience in its own right was absolutely wonderful. Had a blast, and it never felt so good to be back at a sporting event during a pandemic, more or less. And it's an experience that I'm going to be able to share with my future kids, God willing. And it'll be something that I am going to remember for the rest of my life, frankly. Because let's be honest, unless if you live in one of the southern states like Florida or Texas or whatever, and this is not meant to be a political discussion, you didn't have to not go through not being able to go through games. In fact, if you lived in Dallas, you were fortunate to go to to go to go to games. You were fortunate to go to the Dallas Stars game. You were fortunate to go to the Cowboys game. You were fortunate to go to the Mavericks game. So you were fortunate in in many ways. Up here in the north, not so much. But let me tell you something. I'm fired up, and I'm fired up that fans are able to go to the games again, because. It means so much, and, I'm, and I know for a fact that it's going to provide much-needed help to a lot of the local bars and institutions near and around the garden. But it still makes me sad to see places like the forest and, and the hurricanes closed permanently. And it's a shame because the forest has been a Boston institution for 44 years. And it's a shame that we would never be able to go and enjoy a meal or a bite from those legendary institutions ever again. Coming up next, why I am fired up for tomorrow. Tomorrow is opening day for Major League Baseball. I think it should be a national holiday. I'll give you my thoughts on that. Coming up next right here on the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM, WMFO, and on demand on iHeartRadio as well. someone struggling with hunger how would you recognize them by their clothes their age the way they speak would you notice a 16 year old boy who, who got, got his first job, job not for extra spending money but to help feed his little sisters 
or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner. Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat. Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. Am too, am too. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. This is the city where danger lurks. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury. Stay back, children. Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. They're not looking out for you. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Hey, pal. Pardon you. The digital deadwalkers are multiplying. Until their behavior patterns can be modified, the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons warns all innocent people to stay alert. Better yet, to step up and speak out. Oh, hey, dude. I'm walking here. Oh, I, sorry. I didn't see you. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who want to keep everyone well-connected with healthy bones. John, we can't keep putting this off. Okay, I'll clean the gutters. I'm talking about your dad. Well, what can we do? He wants to stay in his house. We can make his house safer. Yeah, I worry about the steps. In perfect world, there are no steps, but he does have steps. And that banister only goes halfway up. And all those little throw rugs are falls waiting to happen. So what about his prescription meds? If he forgets and takes them twice, he could get really dizzy. Right. We could get him one of those daily pill counters. And he should have some sturdy hand grips in the bathroom and shower. This is all easy to do. You know he's a proud guy. He's not going to take all our fussing lying down. That's the idea. For older people, falling and breaking a hip can be devastating. For more tips on making homes safer, visit orthoinfo.org falls. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Now please, clean the gutters. Just be careful on the ladder. Welcome back to the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford. Touch free from radio as well as on demand on iHeartRadio, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thank you for making this show part of your afternoon. And 
here we are on this Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. We are officially 24 hours away from opening day 2021. And we're going to have a full 162-game season. And I couldn't be more thrilled about that. Now, throughout this entire last segment, I am going to talk about and share with you my excitement for opening day in which that is to come in 24 hours. Red Sox opening day is tomorrow, as well as across Major League Baseball. I couldn't be more excited. I am pumped for the new season. And I do wonder how Alex Cora is going to be perceived upon his return to Fenway for the first time since the scandal um, that took place during the 2019-20 Major Baseball offseason that rocked the Houston Astros and which involved Red Sox manager Alex Cora. I also do wonder... Now, how is his team going to look this upcoming season? Talking about the Boston Red Sox. You know what you got in terms of Rafael Devers, Alexander Bogarts. You're still waiting to see what you really have in regards to guys like Alex Verdugo. You talk about guys like Michael Chavis. You're going to see a lot more of Tanner Howick. You're going to also see what you have in terms of some of the younger guys as well. And as well as, can you want to find out, can J.D. Martinez bounce back from a lackluster 2020 season in which that, frankly, he absolutely quit on the season. And the Red Sox in 2021 have a lot of question marks, but those questions will be answered through the process of a long season. But I'm excited for the fact that you have a full upcoming Major Baseball season. And that, for me, is everything. I mean, absolutely everything. Especially when you talk about the fact that last season, it was a 60-game season. That was it. You only had 60 games last season. Now, you have the full marathon. There's no safety net here. The games matter beginning tomorrow. And I couldn't be more genuinely excited about it. The only concern that I do have for tomorrow is this. The weather. When I check the weather for tomorrow, the forecast does not look good at all. And I'll be the first to tell you that if it rains tomorrow, and that if, and I do mean if, the game gets postponed, would it, would it suck? Sure, absolutely. But there's a 90% chance of rain and a high of 56 tomorrow. So I'll be the first to tell you that there's a pretty strong chance that the game could be postponed because of rain in the forecast. Gotta love Boston on April 1st. April Fool's Day, right? <laughs> so with that being said, that will be the only concern I have for tomorrow. But I do think that the excitement of opening day is here and that tomorrow will be a big day. Now, also, I should also add that if the game is postponed, there is an off day on Friday. So the chances are that the game 
could be played on Friday if the game gets postponed tomorrow. Just keep that in mind. So I'm just putting it out there now. That's why, if you've if you've noticed, between opening day and the second game of the season, there's usually a day off in between, just in case, as a just in case if the game gets rained out, so to speak. So that's why. So I do think that tomorrow there's a chance the game could be postponed, but we'll see. But as far as opening day itself. There's going to be a lot of really good games tomorrow. Mets, Nationals, Dodgers, Rockies, the White Sox, Angels. There's going to be a lot of different intriguing headlines across Major League Baseball beginning tomorrow as the 2021 season officially gets underway. But I'm intrigued by a few headlines. One of the headlines that I'm absolutely intrigued by is over in the National League side, Padres, Dodgers. The Padres, they are ready to win now. They had been building for the future for quite some time, and now the time has arrived. I mean, just go look at <laughs> just go look at the offseason acquisitions that they've made, the offseason moves that they've made. Damison Lamette, who was injured in 2020, he comes back healthy. Chris Paddock. Healthy, ready to go. They also they acquired Blake Snell in a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays, and as well as signing you Darvish as well. And I'm gonna tell you something right now: that Padre team is gonna be for real. That team is gonna be legitimately good. That team is gonna be a reason why the Dodgers won't run away and hide in the National League West as they've done for a number of years now. Those days are long gone, and I hate to break it to you. The Padres are legit. Thanks to their superstar shortstop, Fernando Tetsis Jr., who is still very young. Who is still very young. Only 21 years old, and, and they just handed him a massive contract. And I'll tell you this. The Padres will be giving the Dodgers a run for their money in the 2021 pennant race. That I can tell you right now. And one thing that I will tell you is this is that the 2021 Power Rankings that was released by MLB.com, there were no real major surprises. But one thing that did stand out to me is that the expectations for the Dodgers is going to be astronomically high because you already know that you have people that will say, well, they won the World Series, but it was in a shortened season. They're going to be out to prove that last season was no fluke and that they can win it all, even in a full season. The power rankings, which was released by MLB.com, which you can find, number one ranked was the Dodgers. And that, oh, by the way, the one guy to watch out for is Kenny Jansen. He had COVID last year. One of the things that I personally think that actually contributed to his problems was the fact that he that he was trying to recover from COVID and he just wasn't right. And I think that Kenny Jansen is going to come out and prove a lot of people wrong that he can bounce back and that he can return back to the Kenny Jansen of old. Padres were ranked number two. Again, no surprise. Dennison Lamette. And you talk about a guy who is on his way to becoming... An, a great pitcher in this game right now. 
And let me tell you something. Austin Nola and Trent Grisham, although that they're no lock, but right now those two guys are two players that I look at the Padres and I say they're going to be impact players for years to come. Fernando Tatis Jr., he is the face of the franchise, period. And let me tell you something. The Yankees being ranked third on this list is no surprise. But I will tell you that they are gambling on the health of Corey Kluber and Jamison Talion on staying healthy. And frankly, none of us really know whether if they will be able to stay healthy or not throughout this entire season. But I will tell you this. I really believe that if the Yankees are able to stay healthy, there's no reason why the Yankees will not be able to be playing deep into October. However, as far as your Boston Red Sox is concerned, the Red Sox, they're ranked 20th in the major leagues right now in terms of the power rankings ahead of opening day. We all know that rankings, they're not there as, oh, this is definite. They're going to stay there. Obviously, things change. Injuries happen. But I do believe that if you are going to take a hard look at the power rankings and look at the teams that are on those power rankings, let me tell you this. The four teams, and there's a fourth team that was on this, the top four. The Atlanta Braves was ranked number fourth. But keep in mind that that rotation of Max Reed, Mike Soroka, and Ian Anderson for Atlanta, that rotation can make some serious noise in the National League East, which, by the way, also includes the New York Mets, who all they did was go ahead and acquire Francisco Lindor from the Cleveland Indians during the offseason, as well as Carlos Carrasco. So the National League East is going to be highly intriguing of a, of a division in Major League Baseball to keep an eye out for as for how that division will play out. We don't know what to really make of the Washington Nationals as of right now. You know what you have in Steven Strasburg, and you know what you have in Max Scherzer as well. But the Nationals, they are ranked 15th in the power rankings that was released ahead of opening day. But time will tell. The National League Central, that's another story. Even though the St. Louis Cardinals, they went out and they acquired Nolan Arenado from the Colorado Rockies, I don't think that necessarily guarantees that they're going to win the division. After all, you still got Milwaukee to contend with. You still got the Cincinnati Reds, despite losing Trevor Bauer in free agency, I think this is a team that can still be very good in the National League Central. Also, I should also add the Chicago Cubs. Oh, have the Chicago Cubs been forgotten in a way. Yes, they lost John Lester. He had been the anchor for the Chicago Cubs starting rotation since 2015 for the last six seasons. Big reason why they won it all in 2016 First championship in 108 years. However, I think it's imperative to also mention that he is getting older. And he joins the Washington Nationals pitching staff that is now veteran heavy. When I say veteran heavy, I mean, look at Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg. At this point, they're veterans. And also, don't forget about Patrick Corbin as well. 
So the National League Central, there's no sure thing for the St. Louis Cardinals. But I do think that if you look at the Cardinals, the Cubs, and as well as and as well as even the Cincinnati Reds, I think those three teams you can make a case for as to why they will make the postseason. But not to be outdone, don't forget about the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, Christian Yelich is coming off coming off a subpar year. I get that. But let's be honest. That bullpen is going to be just as good. They got they got Hader and Jeffries in the back end of that bullpen. But the only concern if I if I were to have one for the Brewers is a starting rotation. Is it good enough to compete for a wild card spot? I don't think they'll win the division. Are they good enough to compete for a wild card spot? Perhaps. Yes. But the beautiful thing about baseball is that it's only opening day and no division or championship is, is decided on opening day. That's the beautiful part about it. But here's the other part of it as well. In this 2021 season, we all have no idea about the chapter that's about to be written and what's about to be unfolded. But I do know this. Baseball is back. And no matter how how you may slice it or dice it, it's a pretty damn good feeling. It's a terrific feeling to know that baseball is back tomorrow. And no matter what team you root for, whether you're a Red Sox fan, Cardinals fan, Cubs fan, Yankee fan, there's a lot to be excited about. The upcoming season is going to be a season in which that None of us is going to forget. In fact, there's going to be some notable milestones to be on the lookout for for this 2021 season. Miguel Cabrera, he's approaching 500 home runs. He's also approaching 3,000 hits as well this season. Pujols, he's approaching some pretty big milestones himself. Will this be his final season with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? Only time will tell. He's entering his contract season. He's going to be a free agent at the end of this season. Will he stay with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim? Who knows? Only time will tell. Or maybe does he go back to St. Louis for one last year to retire as a Cardinal? Maybe. Just maybe. You don't know. But there's a lot of questions and a lot of headlines. So here, and as I raise a cup to the 2021 Major League Baseball season, we are about to embark on quite a journey. And that journey starts tomorrow on April 1st, 2021. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Shukri Wright Show on 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, available on demand as podcasts on iHeartRadio. Glad you were able to tune into the radio program today. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Shukri Wright signing off. I'll talk to you again next week. You are listening to 91.5 FM WMFO in Medford, Touch Free Radio. I'll talk to you again next week.